we are enduring things for ourselves and it's very different because most of the time you know we're going through stuff maybe it's school because for me i feel like school is endurance i'm, I'm not even like let's just be real you need endurance to get through school because times it gets hard you know it gets really frustrating especially during this covid times because everything is online now so shout out to you if you're in school you know pushing and like trying to study and get things done during like doing it all by yourself literally um shout out to you you're not alone um i'm here i'm in this with you we're in this together literally hey guys my name is jemima and welcome back to the diary of jesus kid podcast if this is your very first time tuning into this show or even hearing my voice, I'm super, super excited for you to join me today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for stopping by and checking this out. Um, it really means a lot to me. And if you're attending list now, welcome back once again. It's always, always a pleasure to have you. Um, thank you for stopping by once again. Thank you for spending time with me. Um, okay, maybe not directly spending time with me, but like indirectly too, um, if that counts. Um, it does to me, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, um, thank you for being here. Okay. Okay, so guys, we're literally coming to an end of this series and I like I'm having a lot of like emotions and like feelings and stuff, but like it's been a journey and um if you're not if you've not been keeping up with what we've been doing here, um we've literally been talking about love and talking about the different like dimensions of, of love as described in like first Corinthians thirteen and really it's just been amazing and I just feel like it just might be beneficial to you so if you do have some free time um do give it a listen and let me know what you think share your thoughts share your concerns any questions um even share the things that you don't agree with like if there's anything that i said that like you don't quite agree with um please share your thoughts with me i really really want to hear from you um shout out to everyone that has done that so far um <laughs> i do not take you for granted and thank you so so much and so if you haven't done that um please do um, it's always amazing and refreshing to hear from you guys. Um, okay, okay, so now that that is out of the way, let's actually get right into today's topic because I'm like literally so excited for today's topic. Okay, so I'm just going to jump right in and I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 13 verse 7 and I'm just going to re read that little bit just so that we can like get an idea of what we're going to be talking about today. And so it says, Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. And um, if you listen to the last episode, we talked about um, faith and hope. So we've literally covered the faith and hope aspect of love. So today we're going to be talking about how love never gives up and how love endures through every circumstance. And literally, I feel like we could just sum those two things and we could just call it endurance and literally love endures because you know to endure something or to endure a situation you're not going to give up right so we can just call it endurance um for just to make it easier and better for everybody okay so before we actually get into anything i just really want to um define endurance so that we could sort of have a mental picture of what we're talking about so endurance is the fact or power of enduring an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving way. And I'm actually going to read a second definition because I feel like I prefer that one a little bit more. And it says, 
Endurance is the ability to continue with an unpleasant or a difficult situation, experience, or activity over a long period of time. Okay, so from those two definitions, I feel like we can all agree that to be able to endure something, there has to be something unpleasant. There has to be like a difficult situation that needs enduring, that we need to, you know, learn how to persevere through. And um, while I was thinking about this, I, mean, I just remembered this scripture, Gen 16:33, and we sort of like touched on it last week. But um, I just wanted to mention something that like the Holy Spirit taught me while I read that verse. And it says, in this world, you will have many troubles, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And this is Jesus speaking, by the way. And so it sort of feels like we are assured of like troubles in this world and like Jesus is not saying you may have troubles or like it might come, it might not come. He's saying like, it's sort of like definite, like, okay, this world, you are going to have troubles. You are bound to have troubles. And, you know, saying that and telling you that, oh, you're going to have troubles, it sort of feels like I'm cursing you. And, you know, in Nigeria, we'll do this thing and be like, God forbid, I won't have um, troubles. But like, this is God speaking. He does not forbid it because he's even telling you that it's going to happen. And by now we should know that once whenever god says something or whenever jesus says something is going to happen it's going to happen like for sure there's no cutting corners there's no way around it it's definitely going to happen so it's just a matter of like when the trouble is going to come right and so one thing that i want to point out is that jesus is not specifying to like just christians alone he's telling us in general so like whether you're a christian or not whether you believe in jesus or not you are going to have troubles and so you know sometimes when maybe like a christian you hear this like oh this this christian walk is not easy like you know they're going to be suffering and like jesus even says like count the cost and so you might be thinking oh do i really want to suffer do i really want to go through stuff you know but I just want you to understand that Christian or not, you are going to go through stuff. It's giving, you know, this world is, is a wicked world we live in, literally. And so there are always going to be tough times. There are always going to be, you know, situations that need endurance. So like this is for everybody. This is for like Christian, non-Christian, whatever. This is for you. Anyways, okay, that aside, okay, there's even one more scripture I actually wanted to point out. And that one is also pretty popular with like us as Christians. And it's in James 1 verse 2. And he says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for a great joy. Or like count it all joy. I, I'm not exactly quoting it word for word, but like, yeah. And that's what James is telling us. And so notice how he says, when troubles come your way he's not saying if troubles come it's not like oh it may or may not happen it's definite it's sure that okay troubles are going to come so he's telling you this in advance so that when it comes you know what to do and so yeah that's just what i wanted to like put out there so if you feel like oh i don't really need endurance you do my dear because like this trouble everybody it goes round everybody's going to have their fair share of like struggles and you know it varies you might be going through something very major and maybe your friend is not going through something as serious as you but i just want you to also understand that god is a just god and he will never give you more than you can handle he will never you know allow you to go through something more than you are able to like come out of it so if you're going through it just know that you have this strength and the holy spirit is there to help you get through it whatever it is and so yeah that's just um another thing i just wanted to point out by the side okay anyways let's get back 
on track and like get back to what we're talking about so now that we've established the fact that we all need this endurance thing let's actually look at a perfect or our perfect example of endurance and the one person that endured through the worst of situations and did not complain did not you know curse people he could literally and i want you to understand that um i think okay by now you should know who i'm talking about is jesus like just in case i wasn't too obvious like we're talking about jesus here and you know talking about jesus and endurance we know the biggest display of endurance was his journey to the cross and so just looking at that and looking at everything that happened i want you to understand that sometimes jesus doesn't even have to say god i want all these people burnt down he could have just thought it and like it will happen at an instant you know so he didn't even have that kind of like thinking or he didn't even because jesus is god let's not get it twisted jesus is god he has all the power so he could literally have done whatever he felt like to these people but instead he prayed for them instead you know he he even asked his father not to even hold it against these people and so yeah we're just going to look at our perfect example of endurance today and just see how we can apply it it to our lives and see how we can learn from him okay so the passage of today is in isaiah 53 and it's the whole chapter actually and i feel like this chapter of the bible does a brilliant job in like you know explaining obviously you can't exactly quantify everything that jesus went through but it does a good job talking about the different things that jesus went through for us you know it was not none of that was for him none of that was because of what he did or like something wrong that he said along the way all of that was for you all of that was for me and so isaiah does a beautiful job and isn't it interesting to note that isaiah did not even see this thing you know come into fruition he didn't see it in reality you know this is god giving him this vision and so it's so amazing that somebody way back like years before i'm sure people will be wondering like what is this guy talking about you know but years later we see it all coming to place and we being like in this time we can now see the whole thing and it's like wow look at the resemblance like everything that isaiah mentioned it literally happened and so it's just beautiful to just have that kind of reference and have this that those kind of like amazing prophecies okay i'm talking too much let's just get right into it okay so i'm actually going to start from um chapter 52 verses 13 to the end because i feel like the whole um talking about jesus actually started from there so so verse 13 says, See, my servant will prosper. He will be highly exalted. But many were amazed when they saw him. His face was so disfigured, he seemed hardly human. And from his appearance, one would scarcely know he was a man. And he will startle many nations. Kings will stand speechless in his presence. For they will see, that, for they will see what they had not been told. They will understand what they had not heard about. Now this is chapter 53. So verse 1 says, Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? Verse 2. My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows acquainted with the deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Hmm. Yet it was our weaknesses that he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. 
and we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins, but he was pierced for our rebellion. I think this is the most beautiful um, verse, but he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own, yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. Wow. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as sheep, and as a sheep is silent before the sharers, he did not open his mouth. Wait, okay guys, I'm sorry to like break this apart, but like, I remember this scenario, like this exact thing happened, you know, when during his trial and they were like trying to get him to say something but he did not say a word and he was beating he was spat on he was insulted and he did not say a word wow that is beautiful okay okay let's get back on track um okay so verse 8 says unjustly condemned he was led away no one cared that he died without descendants wow that his life was cut short in midstream but he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone, but he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. Verse 10, but it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry to break this apart, but like this was a hard pill for me to swallow. Like it says the Lord, it will please the Lord to crush him with pain and guys that is a lot anyways let's just get through this i guess so it says yet when his life is made an offering for sin he will have many descendants he will enjoy a long life and the lord's good plan will prosper in his hands when he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish he will be satisfied and because of his experience my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous for he will bear all their sins amen and verse 12 and that is the last verse it says i will give him the honors of a victorious soldier because he exposed himself to death he was counted among the rebels he bore the sins of many and interceded for rebels wow okay okay guys i don't know if there was anyone that got like goosebumps like listening to that but like that was me i remember the first time the very very first day i read this chapter of the bible i really i really don't know how like i've never just come across it or I've never like even taking it seriously or paid attention to it but the very first day i read it i was awed i was like this is hands down my favorite chapter of the bible and one thing i did i recorded myself like talking like reading through it so that anytime i like just forget anytime I lose sight of like all that Jesus went through for me I could just go back and listen to that and I do encourage you you know just on the side just you know take some time out you can just read that thing to yourself and just read it read it, meditate on it and you know if you have to record it like myself and you know so you can just have it on your phone or whatever and just play it anytime you forget all that Jesus went through because it was a lot and it's so amazing that God okay okay another deviation okay um okay by now you guys should know that i deviate a lot and i digress on a daily so you should be expectant of it i'm so sorry but one thing i love about god or the okay what's not to love about god oh, jemima okay the most i think 
for me, the best thing for me about God is is his intentionality with details. And so he gave Isaiah all of these details so that when it happens, we will know for a fact that, okay, this was God. Like there's no way, like there's no mixing things up. We know that, okay, this was Jesus he was referring to. Because looking at verse seven, for example, he says, he was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. And we can recall, like I said earlier, from um, his trial where, and honestly, some part of me just, really wanted Jesus to just like clear these people for once like for just give them a tip and you know put them in their place for you know for some reason I just really want that moment but like that's not who Jesus was because this that would have not been consistent with this scripture because if he had replied them at that point coming back to this scripture we see that you know there will be a little contradiction so God is so intentional with those details and you know you also see how it says like he will die without having any descendants and like did Jesus have a wife no did Jesus get married or like had kids no and so it's just amazing that we see all of those little details that you know we could have done without like Isaiah, like God didn't have to give Isaiah all those details, but he gave it to him so that we will know for a fact when it happens and we see this and we know that, okay, this was Jesus. Definitely this passage was referring to Jesus and Jesus is the one that takes away all of our sins, all of our guilt, everything was placed on him. So just reading that passage, it shows you how much Jesus had to endure for you. And you know, for us, we're enduring things for ourselves and it's very different because most of the time you know we're going through stuff maybe it's school because for me I feel like school is endurance I'm not even like let's just be real you need endurance to get through school because times it gets hard you know it gets really frustrating especially during this COVID times because everything is online now so shout out to you if you're in school you know pushing and like trying to study and get things done during like doing it all by yourself literally um shout out to you you're not alone um i'm here i'm in this with you we're in this together literally so i see school as endurance and so all that the thing is i'm doing it for myself like as much as okay i want to make my parents proud or whatnot I'm doing it mostly for myself, mostly for my future, because I want to, you know, I want to pursue, you know, a career or whatever it is. And so whatever it is you're enduring, most of the time you're doing it for yourself. So that's very different from enduring for someone else. And so it takes it higher. It takes it to the next level. And so what Jesus did, he endured all of that for our sins. And I just want you to understand something. If you were the last person on earth and you were the only person whose sins needed atonement for, Jesus will still come down and die on that cross and, you know, go through everything he went through just because of you. And um, if you need proof, go and read, like literally read some of his parables. You hear him talking about, you know, the lost coin. The popular one is the parable of the lost sheep where he leaves the 99 to go after the one. And that is the beauty of Jesus. That is the beauty of everything that Jesus did. He's not only doing it for everybody and like it on a general level, like, yeah, Jesus died for our sins. Yeah, that's cool. That's fine. No. I want you to personalize it sometimes. Jesus died for your sins. Jesus died for Jemima's sins. So I put Jesus on that cross. So he was enduring all of that thing 
all of those things with me on his mind it wasn't just everybody like oh the whole nation oh no it was you on his mind when he endured all those things so he thought that you know she can't do it that even if she wanted to pay for her sins she wouldn't even be a worthy sacrifice because you know it had to be a lamb without blemish it had to be a lamb that had you know had no spots no sin literally and so she couldn't even do it she is automatically disqualified so it won't count even if she tries to do it but so he decided to take that place take that punishment take all that guilt all that embarrassment for you and I just really love this um, passage in John 15, 13, and it says, There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And isn't it beautiful, isn't it amazing that Jesus not only did that, like he did not just die for like his followers and the people that were, you know, following him and people that loved him and, you know, listened to him talk and like his disciples and all of his friends. He died and he laid down his life for the people that hated him, the people that spat on him, the people that insulted him, you know, the people that even, you know, had a part to play in his death. And so it's just beautiful that Jesus always takes things next level. And so he's even saying that there's no greater love than laying down your life for your friends. But he now showed us the greatest love by laying down your life for your enemies and so when jesus is saying love your enemies he knows what he's talking about because he has been there and he literally did it and i think i've said this thing before but one thing about christianity is that we're not just asked to do things you know out of the blues and we're not just asked to just oh hey okay just go and um endure um endure through circumstances you're going to have trouble so just endure take care now and you know jesus just goes no he literally went through all of those things so it's not this kind of like oh you don't know how it feels or like you can't relate no and i want to read this scripture to you in hebrews 4 verses 15 to 16. it says this high priest of ours understands our weaknesses for he faced all of the same testings we do yet he did not sin so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious god there we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most okay the very first thing i want you to understand is that this high priest of us understands our weaknesses so it's not this kind of thing i i could just imagine let me just paint the mental picture here just imagine if jesus didn't even come to die for our sins and you know he didn't go through all those things and he wasn't literally human and you know knowing how it feels to be hungry or knowing what it means to like be tired or like sleepy or like you know knowing what it means to just like want privacy maybe sometimes and you know all of those things that we go through just imagine if jesus never tasted all of that imagine what we would say as you know human beings i know that okay you can't question god and all of that but something at the back of your mind and you can say maybe not to you but i know for sure for sure i'm going to be honest with myself you know when i'm going through stuff i something in me will just be like you don't know how it feels god you don't know how it feels struggling on this earth like you know you're in heaven and you know you have everything going for you there's no suffering there's no pain so you really can't relate to what we're going through and god foresaw that trouble happening like god is amazing guys gosh he saw that was it was bound to happen definitely even if you don't maybe you may not think like that but i know for a fact that i will think like that like oh you don't even understand but now we have a high priest that understands our weaknesses for he faced 
all of the same testings, not some, not you, there, there's nothing you have gone through that God has not already gone through. There's nothing you will go through that Jesus has not already gone through and conquered. And so it now says, let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. Then we will receive his mercy and will find grace to help us when we need it most. And so we're not doing it alone because Jesus has been there, done that. And you know, this kind of thing where you're going through something, you want somewhere, someone that has been through it. You, you know, if I'm going through, for example, if I lose a loved one, um, the kind of person I would want to like encourage me is someone that has maybe some in some way lost a loved one or lost someone close to them and you know pulled through it um got out of it i want that kind of person to like encourage me and so talking to a friend that hasn't really lost anybody close to them they won't really understand like it'd be like yeah yeah i get it but like you don't really understand you don't feel what i'm feeling right and so that's that person, that friend is Jesus. You know, you might not have that perfect person that understands, you know, everything you're going through, but you have Jesus and he understands all of your weaknesses because he has been there, done that. So we can now approach his throne and ask for, we can literally get grace when we need it most. So in those times where you're struggling, in those times where, you know, when it's hard to like endure through circumstances, you have the grace of God to help you. you have, you know, Jesus to walk you through it, to guide you through it. So you literally do not have to do it alone. And so this is just the beauty of the gospel. This is the beauty of Christianity is that, you know, the Holy Spirit walks with you. He's not just in heaven saying, yeah, just do it. Um, Take care now. No, he's walking with you. He's walking you through it. You know, he's there to help you when you fall. He's there to, you know, guide you and give you direction and you know, just be a friend to you, comfort you even when you need comforting and wipe your tears away and whatnot. So guys, take advantage of this beautiful access you have to God. You can walk boldly. You don't need to be afraid. You don't need to fear condemnation or like fear being, you know, sent away. No, because of what God has done, because of what Jesus has done, we can now come in boldly and get grace when we need it most. Okay. Okay, so now let's actually learn how to be practical about this endurance. And there's a scripture that I want to read to you. And it was is in 2 Timothy um, verses 2, 2 Timothy 2 from verse 8 to 13. And Paul literally gives us different tips on how we can endure circumstances. Mostly, um, you know, ones that we encounter, the kind of troubles we encounter because you're a Christian because definitely you should know that Christianity also comes with its struggles, right? You know, Jesus said, count the cost. Anybody that wants to follow me must take up their cross and follow me. And so taking up a cross is not easy. Even from what Jesus went through, it was definitely not easy. A cross is a big weight. So it's going to weigh you down. It's not going to be something that will be like smooth and easy and like, yeah, the cross, I'm just going to take up my little cross necklace or like my cross, um, bracelet or whatnot and you know i'll follow christ no you're taking lit a literal cross that is that big and so it's going to weigh you down and so there are definitely struggles that come with being a christian and like there's definitely going to be persecutions that come with being a christian and I, I think it's really helpful to like look at it like a marriage you know like when two people are coming together to get married you know they take their vows and one of the things they say is like for better for worse 
you know for richer for poorer but like most importantly for better for worse so you're taking that vow before god and man and you're saying that when worse comes i'm not going to bolt when worse comes i'm not going to you know just leave i'm sticking with this i'm staying here you know through the good times through the bad times and so your relationship with christ always think about it like it relate like a marriage literally because it's literally like the marriage of the lamb and so you can think about it as a marriage and know that when you're signing up to become a christian um <laughs> why did i say it like that it sounds it sounds so weird no guys you do not sign up to become a christian there's no sign up sheet to become a christian pardon my poor choice of words guys <laughs> anyways um when you become a christian and when you like you know accept jesus as your lord and savior you know that you are picking up his cross you're you know following christ means picking up his cross and so you're saying okay come good times come bad times i'm going to stick with you you know i'm going to suffer with you i'm not going to um bolt when it's time for suffering and even just like a vow is like two ways like you as a maybe as a lady or as a guy you're giving your word to the other person the other person is also giving you their word and I love that God ultimately gives us his word. Like literally the Bible is full of like God's assurances, God's promises that he will never leave you. He will never forsake you, that he's with you even to the ends of the earth. And we see that even in the Great Commission and Jesus said, and lo, I am with you even to the ends of the earth. And so we already have God's word. And I just want you to let you know that uh, God honors his word even more than his name. And the Bible tells us that. And so no word of God will return to him void. And so just understanding that God means it when he says, I will never leave you or forsake you. He's not joking. He's not mixing words. And, you know, even in Hebrews, I think 11 or like 10, it talks about even if we are unfaithful, God remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. So him being constant, his love being constant towards you is not because, oh, you're doing something good or you're doing something bad. It's because of who he is. The moment he stops being loving at all times, he ceases to be God. He ceases to be who he says he, he is. And so because he's God, he's constant, he's consistent. And so he doesn't change like we do, you know. And um, I love this song. I don't know if you guys have heard it, but like if you haven't heard it, Old Church Basement, the album by Maverick City and Elevation Worship. Obviously, this is not sponsored. <laughs> I wish you could sponsor me, but um, this is not sponsored, obviously. But like, if you listen to this song, Jaira, um, the very first line says, I've never been more loved than I am right now. And honestly, when I first listened to that song, when I heard that part, the, like the first two lines, I literally paused the song, took that in and like replayed it again to be sure like I just heard what I heard. Like, and it's so beautiful. And I think when you understand that you have never been more loved than you are right now, you know, you appreciate God's love more. Like, he loves you even while you are still a sinner. He doesn't love you anymore when you, like, come to him and, like, when you give your life to him and all of that. No, his love for you is steadfast. His love for you is constant. And so he loves you the same way you, he will love you when you sin. The same way he loves you when you sin is the same way he loves you when you do right and so just understanding that god's love is constant and you know he is not he doesn't breach his own part of the contract if we're allowed to collect that so when god says i will never leave you when god gives you his vows on that quote-unquote marriage altar he's giving it to you 
and he's telling you that okay i'm here through it all and so because you have him you can lean on him when you go through those times and be sure that he will give you the strength to get through it he will hold you and uphold you through everything that you will go through okay so now that we've established the fact that endurance is a must for us especially as christians um let's actually look at some helpful tips that could you know teach us what to do when it's time to endure because like okay we know that we need to endure but like how do we actually learn to endure and like this passage um this was paul talking to timothy and he was telling him about um how he endures um sufferings how he endures things for the sake of christ and you know things to do things to um keep in mind i guess things to remember when he's faced with sufferings or whatnot and i feel like this also applies to us and so the passage is from second timothy chapter 2 verse 8 to 13 and i will just read that really quickly okay so verse 8 says always remember that jesus christ a descendant of king david was raised from the dead this is the good news i preach verse 9 and because i preach these good news I am suffering and I have been changed like a criminal, but the word of God cannot be changed. Verse 10. So I am willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. Verse 11. This is a trustworthy saying. If we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. And verse 13 says, If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful for he cannot deny who he is wow okay i just realized that i made a big mistake and that was totally my bad um i the if we are unfaithful he remains faithful um is not in romans 11 or 10 it is in 2 timothy chapter 2 verse 13 I, that was absolutely my bad and <laughs> i'm so embarrassed anyways anyways let's move on okay so the very first thing from what paul said to timothy is remember that jesus christ a descendant of king david was raised from the dead this is the good news i preach and this is should be the good news you're preaching too and i think the most important part from that is to remember jesus so to endure hardship the very first thing you need to do is to remember Jesus. And when you remember Jesus, remember that he was a descendant of King David and that just establishes his humanity. And so understanding that Jesus was 100% human, yet he was raised from the dead, we have hope that, you know, death is not the end. And so, you know, they thought that they had ended Jesus when, you know, he went through all of that, he endured and then he died. And it'll be like, oh, is that it after everything you know he just suffered all for nothing we are confident and we have hope and we have something to look forward to just like we talked about last week that death is not the end you know jesus endured all of that and he resurrected so that is hope and that is assurance for us that one day we're also going to be raised to life with christ and so the worst that could happen to you with whatever struggle you're going through is death and so Understanding that death is not even the end, it helps you and it gives you, you know, strength to like push through and know that, okay, it's not the end. It's not over. Even death is not the end. And so one day I'm going to be raised to life with Christ again. So you can, you know, you can be strengthened in that moment of um, endurance. Okay. 
So the very next thing that um, Paul talks about is the word of God cannot be chained. And that is beautiful because he said that um, he was in prison because of the good news he was preaching, because of the gospel. For the sake of the gospel, he was suffering and he was in prison. But he's trying to tell Timothy that the word of God cannot be chained. And what that just means is that you know, the word of God will still go for it. The word of God will always, always bear fruit wherever you are. And, you know, it's the same thing, you know, we see, I think Paul, Paul also talked about this, how, you know, the word of God is improving. The gospel is still flourishing, even in prison. Like he was, I think it was even in this letter to Timothy and he was telling Timothy about how um, the word of God is even flourishing, even here in the prison, even, you know, people are getting saved, people are bringing their families and all of that. And so it's just really beautiful to see that the word of God cannot be changed. So don't think that God cannot use you in your times of like suffering or like God can use that suffering. And we see it all the time where someone shares their story of how they you know, endure through a certain circumstance or like how they went through stuff. And, you know, it encourages people very often. And so it's also important to always, 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 always share a testimony. Anything that God has helped you with, anything that God has delivered you from, um, always share a testimony because you never know who will be helped by it. You never know what, um, you know, what God is doing because literally the word of God cannot be chained. And so it could reach anybody at any time. And so, it's just beautiful to just understand and so once you know that even in your times of struggles the word of god can still bear fruit and so knowing that gives you a lot of strength to like keep going and know that okay it's not going to be wasted god can use your sufferings and you know he can use that to encourage someone to bring someone up so your sufferings are not wasted and just like paul we see like what most of all his letters and this like big chunk of the new testament that we have came from in the middle of paul's sufferings so just imagine if paul had just giving up this christianity thing and just giving up everything we would not have romans we would not have like corinthians we would not have like the bulk of the new testament and all these things that we're even talking about today and so it's just important for you to understand that the word of god can never be chained so be encouraged whatever you're going through the word of god is never chained okay okay the next thing that paul tells timothy on you know how to endure you can see that in um verse 10 and he says so i am willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in christ jesus to those who god has chosen so we need to always always remember the lost remember that there are still people that need to hear this word there are still people that you know will be saved there are people that will react to this message and will get saved so because of that paul says he's still keeping on he's still going to endure every suffering endure prison endure being beaten literally paul went through a lot guys paul was beaten he was you know all sorts of things and so he said he's willing to endure even more of all those things because of those people because of the people that are still lost because of people that have still not heard this word and people that are still not yet saved and so it's just very important to note that you giving up now might mean that that person in your circle might never even get the chance to like hear about god and hear about you know um salvation and all of that and okay i want you to understand that god doesn't need you and 
you need to understand that God does not need you. It's not a place of, it's not like being bossy or whatever. He doesn't need you to do it. Like if you don't do it, he can raise up, literally he can raise up stones to do it. But he wants you and he wants to use you. And so would you just let him, would you just let him, even in the times of your suffering and endure and know that, you know, people still need to hear this word. So you giving up now is shortening their chances, literally. Okay. <laughs> and the very, okay, I think this is like the last one um, from this passage. And Paul says in verse 11, this is a trustworthy saying. If we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. I mean, what else do we need? What other assurance do we need? And this is, I think this is the best. And Paul literally saved the best for the last because you have hope. All these things, even after, you know, you're doing it for the loss, you're doing it because, um, you know, God's word cannot be chained. All that is great. But you're also doing it because there is something ahead for you as a person. You know, you're looking forward to something. You're going to reign with Christ. And so if you endure, just like he endured, you are going to, there's something in it for you. You're not just doing it for like, for people. And it's not just like for free. And it's not like a giveaway or whatnot. You're going to get something in return. And so knowing that and having holding on to that hope that there's something ahead from you gives you all the strength you need you know to push through and um this one is just a bonus for me um involve the holy spirit guys um he's here as a counselor he's here as a friend he's here as a teacher he's your literally his our helper and so he's there to help you whenever you need it even in your times of suffering in the times where you're faced with so much troubles and you don't even know you know where to go you don't know where to turn to turn to the holy spirit and lean on him he's able to carry you he's able to you know get you through that thing whatever it is and um i just want to okay say this last thing because okay this is getting super long for i don't even know why but yeah um this thing just came to my mind and it's like this race we are running as Christians is not a sprint. It's not a hundred meter dash or whatnot. So it's not about how fast you can get to the finish line. No, it's a marathon. And so the journey, the journey is what's important is you being consistent. And so I don't know who needs to hear this today. And it's probably just myself because I know that I need to hear this often, but when you fall, get back up. Like, don't stay down. Do not stay down and wallow in your sins and, you know, start condemning yourself and like listening to the condemnation of the devil and saying, oh, there's no point. I've already sinned. I've already like, you know, falling short. There's no point. No, there is every point. And so the moment you sin, get back up, learn from it. Don't make those mistakes again. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you and get back up because the race is not to the swift, not the battle to the strong. And this is literally the Bible, guys. I did not make this up, but it's not for whoever is fast. It's not by how fast. It's by how well, literally. And so focus on, keep, focus on picking yourself up when you get down. Um, leaning on the Holy Spirit for help, leaning on him for wisdom, and he will guide you through it. And I will just leave you with this scripture in Hebrews 12, verses 2 to 3. And it actually relates with our... Um, 
whole talk about like racing and like running and all of that and honestly i feel like this is a big comfort to me because i can't run so if it was about like who can run this race the fastest count me out because i know where i will be but it's just encouraging to know that it's not by how fast you you go it's by how well it's by you keeping on that race so forget about every other person's journey this is your journey own your journey own your process and you know keep going whatever it is so if you get nothing get this keep going keep going keep going get up fall get up and keep going fall get up keep going and that's it okay so the very last thing i'm saying is hebrews 12 verse 2 verses um one actually from one to i think two yeah and so the writer of hebrews is saying therefore since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith let us strip off every weight that slows us down especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run with endurance how beautiful let us run with endurance the race god has set before us Verse 2, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people, then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. Wow, I think we should actually have even started with this because wow, just wow. But I think it pretty much sums it all up and I don't think there's anything left to say. Just go back and read Hebrews 12 verses 1 to 3 and you literally have everything you need to endure, everything you need to know, like why you need to endure, how you can endure is by keeping your eyes fixed on Christ. Keep your eyes on the prize, eyes on prize. And the prize is Christ. Our prize is Christ. And he endured everything. He went through everything, you know, just because of what, he, because he was also focused on the prize. He knew that what the goal was and the goal was to save us from sin. And so he kept his eyes on that. And ultimately he was able to overcome. And so that's it for today, guys. Um, anytime you are thinking, oh, you can't endure, like it's too much. Verse 3 says, think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. You won't give up because by the time you think about all that Jesus went through from sinners, not even from quote-unquote righteous people, even though there was none, but like not even from righteous people, from sinners, all the embarrassment, all the nonsense these people literally said to him, everything he had to take in, then you won't be weary when things like that are happening to you when people are you know talking negative and saying all sorts of things towards you you will not give up because jesus did not give up okay and that's it that's it for today's episode um i really really hope that you really um enjoyed it and i hope that more importantly um you learned something from it and i just pray that the holy spirit speaks to you and interprets all these words because honestly these are not my words i there is no way I could come up with any of these things. It's literally all the Holy Spirit. And so I just pray that he speaks to you in his own way, in the way that, you know, he knows best. And yeah, I just hope that it touches you. 
and okay so we're just gonna say a quick prayer to like close this off because wow 47 minutes guys come on anyways um yeah let's just say a quick prayer if you do not mind dear heavenly father i just want to thank you today for your child that's listening to the sound of my voice today oh god lord i just thank you because of your constant love for us thank you because you love us so much that you gave your son to die on the cross to die a shameful death on our behalf oh god thank you that now we have a perfect example of endurance and we have something we have literally have a blueprint and something we can follow oh god so lord teach us how to walk in your ways teach us how to walk in your footsteps oh god help us not to go off in the sun making our own footsteps or help us to walk in the footsteps that you have already laid for us oh god lord teach us how to endure lord there is no better person to teach us endurance than you because you endured the worst of the sufferings, oh God. So teach us how to be on this earth and not give up. Help us to understand that you don't waste our sufferings, you don't waste our pains, oh God. Help us to know and rest in that assurance that nothing with you is ever wasted oh god so lord i just pray for the heart of the person listening to me today oh god give us a heart that stays give us the stickability to stay with you oh god to stay on the right path to keep running oh god lord anytime we fall help us not to stay in our sins help us not to you know give into condemnation oh god teach us how to get back up and get running teach us how to get back on our feet and keep running because it's not your it's not of you to just stay in sin and you don't condemn us you convict of sin so help us to understand the difference oh god and help us to walk in your ways and live like your hands and feet even on this earth oh god and Holy Spirit, I just ask that as we begin this journey and or as we continue on this journey, I, Holy Spirit, I just ask that you be with us and you just keep guiding us, keep providing, being the light to our path, oh God. And Lord, I just ask that you get the glory from our lives. You get the glory from everything we do. Help everything we do give you all the glory that you are more than deserving of. All this I've asked in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening this long. This is officially the longest episode and I'm actually pretty happy with it because this was one thing I was really looking forward to and I'm just really glad, you know, for all everything that, you know, the Holy Spirit put in my mind to share with you guys today. I hope you enjoyed it because I know that I definitely, definitely did enjoy this one and yeah um okay so if you did enjoy it though um share it with your friends guys um do not be stingy like we have learned that love is not stingy so yes share it with your friends and god bless you as you do so and um god will still bless you even if you don't but um yeah <laughs> anyways anyways thank you so much for listening this long and honestly if you have listened this long um you deserve a special gift and you deserve an award so dm me and claim your prize um yeah claim your prize in my dms uh <laughs> or not i don't know i don't even know why you're still listening honestly <laughs> anyways anyways see you on the last episode of this series which is next week um be on time hopefully i am on time but yeah be on time and um yeah i will see you then until then 
I love you with the love of Christ. Bye-bye.